The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. All right, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. The Bills beat the Chargers tonight. What was it? 24 to 22. Just barely nail biter, nail biter for this one. It was just a lot of emotions. We're going to talk about all those emotions today. Um, we're going to give our thoughts on the game, stats of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassie plays the game, Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame nominees, and uh, and maybe some hot takes from Twitter if we have enough time. If we have enough time. But first, I'd like to welcome my co host, Mike, to the podcast. Mike is recording all the way at a remote location so thank you for doing this mike thanks for taking the time out of your holiday weekend because john was too chicken shit to do it <laughs> so so how's it going man how's your holidays i'm doing good thanks good to be with you did that last play give you flash ptsd flashbacks to the music city <laughs> catastrophe <laughs> it was like the same camera wild camera pan to the sideline. The same, like the, the Chargers were going from right to left, and so were the Titans in that game, right to left. Oh, yeah, uh, and that perfectly thrown pass across the field, and you're like, oh, my God, is anybody over Every there? offensive lineman was, like, perfectly lined up. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, th- that whole end of the game gave me PTSD of just, like, this season and then the Music City catastrophe. Yeah, all those things. I'm like, the Bills don't usually win those games this season. Uh, everything going back. And uh, were you surprised they won it all? Or were you thinking that they were going to pull it off? No, I am not surprised they won. This is a team of destiny. <laughs> if this is a team of destiny, then obviously they were going to pull it off. at the way. So we were talking about in the Twitter space. You were thinking um, the Khalil Shakir play were you hoping that he got down so the bills could run out clock or were you like man maybe a touchdown would be nice here 
Like Either way, was just celebrating that they got the first. <laughs> they got the first, right? Right. So I, you? yeah, yeah. You know, I was that. I think it worked out f- for the better. It did. It did because Ed Oliver ended up sacking, you know, um, Easton Stick for like that play, and and then you don't think about it because I'm like, oh, they're just going to spike the ball and it's just going to, you know. But then you forget, like Collinsworth is saying, like there's going to be. They're, all those receivers are like 40 yards downfield, so they have to run all the way back. And I've never had that happen. Like, the Bills never get a sack in that situation. Never. I can't remember. Like, they barely get pressure in those situations. You know, usually it's like an easy 22-yard pass. Usually they rush like six, and nobody gets any. <laughs> yeah, no one nobody gets, gets home. home. That one. <laughs> <laughs> or they rush two, and still nobody gets <laughs> Six, five, four, three. It doesn't matter. Nobody gets <laughs> the pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you have to get the. It, Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, this is my first experience with Stick. Aren't you glad? Like, you never denigrate somebody for a name that they can't control. But aren't you glad your name is not Stick? <laughs> oh, every day, <laughs> every day, every day. Aren't you? Like branch is one thing. <laughs> stick. <laughs> I feel like Stick would be a better first name than second name. But I guess like people, because people would think, oh, that's his nickname. People just call him Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd have you'd have to be like a tall, thin guy. You could never be like a big fat guy. Like you could no, never I feel be... like it, you could be a big fat guy. Like it's ironic. It would be ironic. Then it would just like be even tiny. Better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that guy's name in uh, Robin Hood? Um, Little John, right? Little John. Mm. Ironically, um, I was going to say which Robin Hood, but I guess that would be all the Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you no, know, I, I think I, I it was never in doubt to me. Like this is like remember Back to the Future and like I'm your destiny. That's what it feels like to me. They're just on a roll. I was going to quote another Back to the Future quote. It's like why do we why do we always have to get these things so damn close? <laughs> is that the line you always know the line? That's your line. Why do we have to cut this so damn close? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Back to the Future. We're both thinking Back to the Future, man. <laughs> it's it's so funny because. This game, the Bills could – it's such a week-to-week transactional league, right? Like last week we were riding a high because the Bills beat one of the hottest teams in the NFL. This week the Bills like played down to the level of like a team that – I don't – I mean kind of, but you were talking last week how teams always get jazzed up when they fire the coach. Always, always. It's like, they, oh, we got nothing to lose. We're just going to go crazy. <laughs> and then when your team turns the ball over three times and the other team doesn't, then like that also you're like they they have nothing to lose, right? Like absolutely, it's not it's a, a road win in December. Like that's the the crazy things you see week to week. Like ah, I'll take it. I mean the the Chargers had a few things going for them. Obviously, had a lot of things going against them. The fact that Justin Herbert wasn't playing, the fact that Keenan Allen wasn't playing, like they had things going against them. But they I also, guess when you say it like that, that's a lot. Of things. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's a lot of very important things, but you know, like no Allen, no Diggs. Yeah, I know. It's like and the Bills, no McTermott, no no Bean. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kyle Allen, right? Like, there's no way Kyle Allen would look nearly as good as Easton Stick. Oh my gosh, no way. (laughs) Um, The Bills have don't they have a tendency to make like these backup no name quarterbacks look like 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 have their best games? Like, who is this guy? This guy could be someone, right? Like this guy, he yeah. 
this, someone will way overpay for him based on this. <laughs> based on this game. <laughs> like you they'll be from like teams that you never heard of or ever watched. Like this will be like Appalachian State quarterback, you know, Easton Stick or whatever. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, this is like a division three quarterback, but he was really good in division three. <laughs> when he's like five foot seven, but like it doesn't matter because he tore up the division three crush it, like lights the bills up. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I was going to give, you know, Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game. Um, kind of a weird way to start, but like, you have to give it to Ed Oliver on that sack that basically, basically ended the game for, because I mean, if that sack doesn't happen, I mean, if the, if the Chargers are within 60 yards of getting a field goal, I mean, you have to imagine that guy's going to kick one through, right? I mean, he had already gotten five mm-hmm. field goals on the, on the night and they were all like 40, 50 plus. So like, that was, in my opinion, the play of the game. Like Ed Oliver's sack, right? To stop that, stop them, and really force it to be a lateral play as opposed to like, we can get there, we just need to spike the ball and kick a 63 yarder. Um, I think the Bills might lose that one. But, uh, Mike, what do you think about that play where it was third and eight? The Bills are driving down to get into field goal range, and Diggs had that great catch where like Allen puts it right where he can catch it. Like, that's my honorable mention for Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game because that kept. The sticks moving. It kept the Bills within, you know, striking distance. So Tyler Bass didn't have to kick a 55 yard field goal or whatever. Because honestly, this season, I don't trust him to do that to win a game. So, yeah, no doubt it was a huge play because it took so much time off the clock, too. It would have taken more off if Cook would have went out of bounds <laughs> with like two, 250, maybe. Like, and, and I kind of, is that McDermott? Is that, I mean, I wouldn't put it on the player unless he was told immediately before taking the handoff. But it seemed obvious, I think, to everyone, you want to burn 40 seconds more at that point. Oh, 100%. And what did he do it for? And he was like fighting to get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He could have been gone. I'm like, oh, well, we'll keep going if you think you're going to make like the first down or something. But if you're just going to get two more yards and it's going to be second and six instead of second and eight, absolutely stay in bounds, right? Like that's a no-brainer. I thought that that was... That was one of his three mistakes on the game. Like he fumbled twice. But I feel, don't you think that's coaching? That should be somebody telling him like, hey, if you can break it, break it. But if you're going to the outside, just go down. bounds. Well, it felt like everyone else knew that. Like everyone else on the team, like Khalil Shakir or whatever, like they they knew to stay in bounds. It was just him. So uh, I mean, yeah, you could probably hang that on coaching. I'd probably put more of that on James Cook. Though, just because like he's been playing for so think, long, like, how do they not like, know that? It wasn't like 30 seconds to go or anything like that with two two minutes two and plus like minutes. 50 seconds. I, I, yeah, that's too much for the player, I think. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to be, because it's a little bit of an iffy area, like you got to mm-hmm. know. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I could I could see that being a coaching issue. Um, I thought that was the biggest mistake for McDermott, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked how he came in at the very last play to when he called a timeout in the lateral play to like remind him of all those things that like Chris Collinsworth was kind of going over with, like, you know, but isn't that so obvious? Like it's the last play of the game one way or the other. We're just talking about being so obvious though. It felt like I honestly thought it was pretty obvious that James Cook should have stayed in bounds on there. Right. Like that's, that felt like they were trying to run clock. Like it felt like that was obvious to me that they were trying to like, cause you're either trying to do, one of two things at that time. You're either trying to go as fast as you can to score as fast as you can so you could possibly get the ball back somehow, or you're trying to run off clock. Like there's only two different areas when you're down by one and you're driving, right? Like this one of two things. So, um, but yeah, like to not get past interference, to not do the dude, what do you think real quick? I just mentioned Collinsworth. 
How disappointing is it that there's another Collinsworth waiting in the wings to become part of like Sunday night football or primetime football or whatever? Did you see him? No. He was. I thought you were. This was a joke. <laughs> no. He came out at halftime. He's got to be like Collinsworth's son or something. And he was just like talking with Tony Dungy and uh, who's the other Patriots defensive back that. Is this one of the times when they said like, "Hey, we're not going to do any commercials," and it's all just like commercials for themselves? I think I think it was just. I don't think it was during that time. I think it was before that time. But I think it was halftime. Like they were coming back from a Mm -hmm. commercial, but they hadn't. You know, the the teams hadn't taken the field, so like they'd done all their commercials. Mm -hmm. They took it back to the studio to do some highlights. Now they're coming back to the field. You know, before they hand it back to like Chris and Mike Tirico, like they're they're talking to these three guys, right? What are your thoughts on the field? You know, oh, you know. And I was just like, this guy talks just like Chris Collinsworth, except he's like 25 years younger. (laughs) I know. I'm like, we don't need more of this. Like of all the, I I said this on the Twitter space. I'm like, of all the players, of all the uh, broadcasters to have sons to like take over, (laughs) why couldn't it be like Tony Romo's son? Or like, you know, I'm trying to think of other, Bob Costas' son. I mean, Joe Buck's son. Anyone pretty much over another Collinsworth. (laughs) You know, this nepotism, man. Why does it have to be this nepotism? <laughs> but anyway, not to get too much off track. Dude. Um, I'm trying to think of a good nepotism. A, a better one or like a worse one? <laughs> Just a, one I would want to see. Oh, Bob Costas. I mean, I love Bob Costas. If he had like a son or daughter that was in broadcasting, that'd be amazing. But I mean, just in general. Yeah. Who do you, th- who do you think is good? <laughs> in broadcasting? And no, in anything. in life, in anything, oh geez, non even. I think Brad Pitt's a good actor. If there's a Brad Pitt Jr., I would check him out. One, I'd give him a give him a try. Yeah, yeah. You know, arts is one of the few things where like there's no nepotism involved. Like with because you, if you're an artist, if you're a good artist, like you can't just be like, oh, my son's also an actor. But if he sucks, like he's not going to last because <laughs> they're not going to, you know, like there's no nepotism in in the grand scheme of things of like arts and sports. Of course, like. You know, you might consider sports an art, but like just because Michael Jordan has a son doesn't mean he's going to be good at basketball. And they're not like, oh, let's keep pushing Michael Jordan's son in for like till the NBA. Is Michael Jordan's son still dating Scottie Pippen's wife? Didn't they get married? <laughs> I don't know. That's got to be the weirdest thing, man. That's weird on so many counts. Like she's got to be like 25 years older than him. And like, it's, I don't it's know his, though. It's cause... his son's. Oh, it might, he, he might have married someone It might young. be the exact same age. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Jordan didn't seem like he was super tight with Scotty in the documentary. Just like they played together. Like that's sometimes the extent of it. It's like you and me. It's like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mike and Mike, right? Like they spent like 20 years broadcasting and then they, at the end of the year, they're like, we probably won't talk to each other ever again. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, this is- They this said is, that? Yeah, yeah. They said they were like- they're like, you know, we get along, you know, good on the air, air and stuff, but like, it's just, we have different lives. We don't, you know, see each other a whole lot outside of the other thing. And you're just like, oh, well, it made it sound like you guys had like a friendship, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, Brad Pitt for sure. Oh, I love Brad Pitt. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, if you ever, you know. Yeah, that would be the two. If he ever has any children. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't hmm. think of anyone else. They really enjoy it. But, you know. It's hard to think off the top of your head of people that you really enjoy. No politicians. No, the worst. <laughs> I mean, how this... come nobody good becomes a politician? Nobody. Oh, like the worst. Hmm. Do you like anybody? 
Nobody. <laughs> like almost, and this is Christmas time, right? Like you're supposed to think of, find the best in people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few people I like or respect <laughs> if, we're, if we're really getting down to it. I feel like, you know, you were talking about Cynical Nate earlier. Cynical Nate says that there's very few people that live up to the expectations of them as a person, besides Trent Edwards, mm-hmm. of course. Trent Edwards mm-hmm. being a good guy. <laughs> Great guy. But like, you know, there's just so few of them out there. We're probably one of the few left over if we're if we're trying to be non-biased. John Stewart. I like John Stewart. He's funny. Yeah. He seems like he's got his head on straight. Seems like a nice guy. He just stands up for veterans. Like, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't be a bad thing. It can't be a divisive thing. I think veterans should get health care. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're, we're getting off topic. I couldn't think of something funny just then. But um, uh, Wall of Fame in this one, Mike. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, someone who I did not expect to have as big of a game as they did. But like when he shows up, he shows up. He either has 130 yards and a touchdown like he did tonight, or he has like one target and zero receptions <laughs> this season. And that's Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis had an amazing game, um, deserves all the credit for having that. Um, uh, f- four receptions on six targets, 130 yards, one touchdown, had that long 57-yard grab. And again, this is like the fourth game in a row where Stephon Diggs doesn't really show up. He has five receptions on eight targets for 29 yards. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I th- I'm i thinking it's just game planning, but uh, or it's just the way that the game is going. Um, and it just doesn't lead to Stephon Diggs having more involvement. But um, when the Bills need to, and they're down by a lot, it'd be nice that he shows up. Uh, Khalil Shakir, second leading receiver, three receptions on three targets for 45 yards. A good game by Khalil Shakir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Josh Why, Allen. What, what was the story with Fournette? I was thinking like Cook was sick. That's what we heard all week, right? Yeah, that he had the flu. And then right. Fournette gets activated. Like, what, what was the story there? Um, excellent question. Because I was excited to see. I mean, just it's going back years now. He's still. Seems like he's been around a long time, but he was a beast in college in Jacksonville. I was excited, like, even I even in Tampa, could a little be a bit. really good signing. Yeah, yeah. Just I was excited to see him get some touches and what he could do. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot from him. I mean, nothing that I saw from today's game that was like this guy. This guy looks really good, but it must have been the illness. But at the same time, with the illness, why wouldn't you? I mean, Ty Johnson must. Ty Johnson was inactive tonight, so that's why it was. Because I would have liked to see more Ty Johnson, obviously. But that must have been what it was. Ty Johnson was inactive tonight. But for whatever reason, they decided to make uh, Leonard Fournette active. Why they had him returning kicks, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that's something that Ty Johnson normally does. So, yeah. So, yeah, would you, Mike, what do you put on your uh, – You who do you put on your wall of fame? I put Gabe Davis. Who do you put there? Oh, man. Uh, Gabe Davis, man. Um Four receptions. The yardage is nice, but just so inconsistent. He'll have one great game, and then you won't see him for five. Um, so boomer bust. Gabe Davis yeah. boomer bust. Allen week in and week out. Like it, it's we always used to have the debate: Are you comparing him to other quarterbacks or to himself? Right? Like kind of a mediocre, or I'll say average mediocre. St- has a worse connotation, I feel, but like an average game for him, but two rushing touchdowns, um, one throwing the ball. He, I think it's a completely different game if if he's able to complete that long pass to Diggs that got picked, mm-hmm. right? Like 
didn't you think that was going to be a touchdown when he was throwing it? Oh yeah, the way he scrambled out and made it and he chucked it downfield, absolutely. Yeah, like he, he, he can he make like he can make that throw. It just like took something off of it. I thought there were uh, a few miscues with Josh and yeah. receivers tonight. Besides that pick, like just in general, like he had some t- when he did scramble out, he found some time and there were guys open. He just misfired. Yeah, um, I agree. And Not it's like. We, to have digs and knocks and Kincaid, like just the playmakers and not getting the ball. And you got to put some of that on Josh, I think. And like what disappointed me this game the most is like certainly Cook's turnovers, like regressing from last week. Um, Cause I really was really hoping the Bills running game was going to hit their stride in time for uh, January, you know, playoff time. Um, and the offensive line to me really, I thought they were on the upswing and they, seemed like they took a step back. So I'd have to go somebody on the defense and I guess Taylor Rapp, like nine total tackles, seven solo, like um, Annette Oliver. And I think Rasul Douglas continues to just be what an incredible move, you know, um, can't say enough about him. Yeah. I love, I'd go defense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Defense. I love Rasul Douglas. I love that you brought him, dude. If you gun to your head right now, Mike, you can either keep Tredavious white or extend Razul Douglas, like which one do you choose? You got to choose one of those two cornerbacks to, you know, to keep on this team for the foreseeable future. And you can't keep the other one. How's what's the money? Similar money. Jeez. Similar money. Well, it's hard to envision Douglas. Um, we couldn't have asked for anything more. So I guess given the uncertainty with white, as much as we're loyalty guys, like I think you'd have to go Douglas. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I feel like they're the same exact age. You might even honestly be able to get Douglas cheaper in the grand scheme of things. So, I mean, he's taller. He's, I mean, he's not that Travis White isn't physical, but he's just not an imposing presence. Like, Rizal, I mean, Razul Douglas, when he had that stick hit on Gerald Everett, the tight end, I mean, the guy was going for the touch, going in the end zone, and Douglas just stuck him right there, and he didn't move an inch past where he caught the ball. Like that's not easy for Gerald Everett's a big dude. Um, I, I love what Russell Douglas. I mean, I love Tredavious white just with all the injuries and everything. Like, I mean, he seemed very hesitant coming back from that injury last time. Um, I don't know how this one's going to go. So I, I mean, if you gun to my head, you, I got to choose between one of the two. And I think one of them is going to lead us to our super bowl. I'd probably give it to Russell Douglas. Um, leadership, everything, everything that's been mentioned about him, and he showed up for the most part. So, I love that you brought up Brazil Douglas. Um, the offensive line. If you were to give a wall of shame, Mike, besides turnovers, if you couldn't give it to just generally turnovers, I guess, <laughs> um, I think I would give it to the offensive line. Not as many holes last week. I mean, like you said, we 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 thought that they were trending upward. I mean, last week was the first time that I ever remember us trying to give a nickname to the Bills offensive line because they were good enough to deserve a nickname right like the bulldozers or you know the, the now buff. it would be a name to go the complete opposite way and be like swiss cheese <laughs> yeah like wet garbage like just <laughs> colander <laughs> colander <laughs> uh yeah um swiss cheese cloth strainer like i don't i'm trying to think of other things with holes in them <laughs> that are there for a purpose but yeah it's it was rough. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think Josh Allen struggled tonight. He didn't have a great game, like you said, like average, average, just because you know it was still a good game, but not anywhere near to his potential. 
um, including the interception. So, um, and I think some of that lies on the offensive line. So I'm going to give it the offensive line um, this week. Are you on that same train? It sounds like that was the most negative area or group or person that you're going to give that to. I mean, Von Miller is probably perpetually on the wall of shame just because, I mean, what are you doing out there? He's he's like, you know, those signs that you always see, oh, sale today only. And then it's like painted on the wall. <laughs> That's like Von Miller. Yeah. On the wall of shame. You, you think you're actually getting something? You're really getting nothing out of it? <laughs> just a status quo. Not only did he not come back week one, which we didn't expect, he came back week six, and we're at what week fifteen or sixteen at this point. We're at, we just finished week sixteen. I don't see any difference between now and week six. Like it's like okay, well, it's going to take some weeks to ramp up, whatever. Like I haven't noticed it. Like he could have been out this entire time, and I don't think I would have been. We probably would have been better off at this point. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, if you're not going to give it to the offensive line, you know, Von Miller. Um, it's always nervous seeing him on the field. I'm like, well, I guess we're just gonna hope that uh, they don't need a sack right now <laughs> or pressure. So it's like even if the play is really extended, <laughs> he's just like walking around aimlessly. <laughs> he's he's like um, he's like we all were at work this last week. Like you know how you're trying to do work, but you're just like going through the motions. <laughs> like because you you don't want to like if you don't have a deadline or anything. Like you're not working your butt off for like after the Christmas like deadlines or after the new year. No one cares. You're just trying to get you're just trying to get to the holidays. <laughs> right? So if it's like, you know, you just gotta look busy. You're just clicking on the Excel spreadsheet over and over again. You know people walk by your desk. You just gotta look busy. Just gotta look busy. Right? So that's that's Von Miller the past ten weeks. I just gotta look like I'm pass rushing the passer. I can't actually, you know Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we mentioned Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game. Um, I gave you some quick stats there. Uh, let's see. We have a few more stats. Um, as far as the Chargers side of the ball, real quick, um, Easton Stick, 23 for 33, 210 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Give the guy credit. I mean, he did look pretty good against the Bills defense. Of course, the Bills defense is missing like five starters all the time, but like he still looked pretty good. Austin Eckler, 15 carries on 65 yards. Um, Easton Stick did have that one rushing touchdown, seven attempts. One thing I didn't like about it, I mean, the Bills obviously won. I felt like there were a lot of calls that went against the Bills that could have been called against the Chargers too, like holding, stuff like that. I was just thinking specifically of the Easton Stick touchdown. I'm pretty sure I saw Dorian Williams' head helmet get like jerked all the way back when he was trying to tackle him. So a holding call didn't get called, whatever, 
you know, the the thing I don't get about holding calls is if you're going to call them one way, you have to call them the other way. Either you're going to be like a stickler for the rules and like every small thing's a holding call or like you just let them play and you only call the egregious ones, right? Like, like don't call these ticky tack ones against like Mitch Morris, right? And then like not call the blatant ones that the, that the chargers are doing, right? Like that, that's, that really grinds my gears when that happens, you know? At least sticks in my craw. <laughs> so I know a lot of Bills fans were feeling the same way. I saw it on social media. Leading receiver for the Chargers. Oh, let me ask you this: How, Did you uh, did you find someone's Peacock login, or were you sailing the high seas? <laughs> someone was telling me on the Bills Mafia uh, International Facebook page, like someone just streams it live from their TV every week. <laughs> So, worst case scenario, I was going to do that, <laughs> but I found would I found that be it. like so you're so it'd be a broadcasting of a you'd probably be like eight minutes behind by the time it <laughs> bounces all over the world. <laughs> by the time it gets to the UK, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. But no, what about you? I saw like somebody posted that if you have a Chase card and then you sign up for Instacart. And then use the Instacart sign up, you get a free Peacock subscription. So I jumped through all these hoops and then went to the TV. Like I was all like, yes, I got my my email and my password, you know, Mike, go Bills, get to the TV. And there's already the Peacock app. My brother had already, already had it. God damn it. <laughs> he already had it ready. I spent 40 have- minutes signing up for all this bullshit. <laughs> now I got to cancel Instacart, <laughs> Peacock, <laughs> Chase. Chase, that's how, that's how they get you too, man. They just expect. I found out my wife had an Audible subscription. She used it for one book and the free trial, and then she forgot that she had it. So, yeah, that's how they get you, man. I'm like, do you use Audible? It's like 15 bucks a month. And she's like, I haven't used that since June. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. So so, dude, Audible is the worst because like most places, like you you hit cancel, and then you can still use your shit till that till your cancellation period. With Audible, it's like, nope, you don't get those credits. Even like if you've accumulated credits since June, and you're like, I just want to cancel, but I want to keep my six credits that I've accumulated. And they're like, no, what? Can't do that. Yeah. Oh, that does suck. Yeah. It's smart. It's smart. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> <Bezos>, man. It- <laughs> Not he's, an idiot. Yeah, no, he's no he's no idiot, man. He's just like, nope, they don't deserve it. Cut him off. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why, like, I haven't we talked a few weeks ago about like canceling your subscriptions, like while you're on vacation, just so you can like get them back again for a dollar a month or whatever it is, right? But mm-hmm. then like you lose all your like favorites and everything you've watched, your profiles, and yeah, smart. And be like, who? I don't remember you. Start over a new profile. <laughs> ah, but I've seen all these shows already. Uh have you ever heard that Jeff Bezos song? <laughs> There's a Jeff Bezos song. You mean he wrote it? Yeah, it's super catchy. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Like, but no, it's like a techno. It's like CEO entrepreneur born in 1964, Jeffrey Jeffrey Bezos, <laughs> and all the all the stuff he's done, and all the people he's better than, all the CEOs. Uh-huh. It's real catchy. Yeah. I gotta check it. It's on you YouTube. Add it to your Spotify. It's added to my Spotify. Uh, Jeffrey Bezos. It's on everything. Yeah, <laughs> I have a uh, circling the wagons like Bill's Mafia <laughs> tailgating playlist. I'll put on the Jeffrey Bezos song. <laughs> It'll go from straight like Guns and Roses, ACDC to like <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. 
Uh, it's like 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 kids in my family were like singing it, but then like you actually listen to their lyrics. You're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> were you starting the, the, the like, song? He's better than Warren Buffett. He's better than Elon Musk. He'd kill their wife. <laughs> <laughs> the four year olds are singing it <laughs> as they're walking through the house. <laughs> Did you introduce it to them, that song? No, they introduced it to me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh man, it's scary what kids have access to. Case in point, <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos' song. Uh, let's see. So those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at DeLago. Josh Allen had uh, his 50th career rushing touchdown this evening. So uh, James Cook became the first Bill to rush for 1,000 yards in a season since LaShawn McCoy. In 2017, so James Cook, like having a career year for himself and also for the Buffalo Bills, one of their best in a long time. But Je- go ahead. It doesn't feel like that, <laughs> given the turnovers. No, that's why you couldn't give it to James Cook. That's why you couldn't give the Wall of Fame nomination to James Cook because of the the, the fumbles, right? The costly fumbles. Um, he didn't look great. But I was the ball. like, I was happy that he wasn't being punished and McDermott left him out there. Cause I'm like, Oh, after last week, you got to just feed him, mm-hmm. let him get touches and he'll wear the defense down. And then he fumbled it again. <laughs> yeah. And then like, Oh yeah. But it didn't it. count or something <laughs> like that. You're just like, ah, like what the hell? Isn't that so funny how we get on McDermott for like, Oh, I just feel like he's like putting him in the corner or something like, you know, he's in timeout, right? Like he's not allowed to come back in. And then, like you said, like, six or seven weeks ago, he comes back in and he fumbles the ball right away. And you're like, well, maybe you should have put him in timeout for that. You know, like, like we're so quick to just shit on Sean McDermott when things don't happen or if like he does something and then he fixes it and we don't give him any credit for it. Like, you know, none. <laughs> All we do is just like, you know, nail him to the cross when he's done one thing that's like, we, we don't necessarily agree with. Not that it's wrong, but that we don't agree with. And then, you know, like we see James Cook for like an hour once a week, and he sees him sixty hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> practice film. He's like, I've seen this script before. It's happened a hundred times in practice. <laughs> he fumbles once, and he doesn't stop fumbling. He's like certain people. Like if they sneeze once, it's three times. <laughs> it never fails. <laughs> it's like they're like they got the hiccups. Like man, he's got the he's got the fumbles today. He's just like he won't stop. Once he starts, it won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sneezing. <laughs> uh, like we get it, Tiffany. <laughs> you. Oh, my wife so does. Annoying. My wife does a sneeze. She won't listen to this, so I can say it. My wife does a sneeze when she sneezes. It sounds like she's holding her nose and she's going <laughs> like. And I'm just like, honey, you gotta let that just go out. You're gonna blow your eardrums out. <laughs> like, she's like, no, I'm not holding it. I'm, I'm just like you gotta just let it go. Like you're gonna give yourself it's a gonna come out somewhere. It's gonna like we're yeah. getting like once we get older into our fifties and sixties, like you're gonna get a stroke from that. <laughs> like that's that's gonna be what ends you just like holding it in. Like do it. Like let it go now. Just <laughs> blow it into your nose. Do whatever you gotta do. It's or into your uh, hands or whatever. Just get a go get a Kleenex. That would be preferable. But uh, ah. So yeah, those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, I guess there's no real Gettysburg of the game because you know we talked sweet stats him last year. I mean, I guess get the Gettysburg could have potentially been that Diggs third Nate catch um, on that final drive to keep the the sticks going. 
and get into field goal range. You know what was a huge play is um, it was third and like a foot maybe. And the Bills were on defense and the center for the Chargers. Remember, did that play that uh, Jason Kelsey got penalized for? I like you sneak and move it up. Yep. That was the false start. Yeah. Awesome. That was good to see. Uh, God, I, I could see that happen to the Bills. Yes. <laughs> How much Morse hasn't been called for it? I don't know. <laughs> you have Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in the league, like get called for it. I think it might have been twice in that game or something like that. It felt like much more mm. than you ever see it done. And you're like, how haven't we been called for it? We get called for everything. But yeah, that was, that was good. How about that Benford interception? We talked about Sweet Sassy Molassi plays the game. What is like a... a what were we going to call the games that the, the plays that sucked? We came up with a new name for them when you and I were talking on the phone the other day. It's like remember that scene in Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> where <laughs> where the the German that gets let go in the earlier scene then comes back to kill the guy, <laughs> like randomly, right? The no, 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 mm-hmm. play of the game. <laughs> it's so the play is. In the movie Saving Private Ryan, if you haven't seen it, there's a play. There's a part where they let a, a German guy go. They they have him digging his own grave at one point. He's like trying to get on their good side. He's like Betty Betty Boop, what a scoop, right? Like he's trying to just talk <laughs> English, any English that he knows, to try to save his life. And then I forgot. I don't know if it was Tom Hanks or someone let him go. It's just like ah, he wasn't worth it. They let him run away, right? And then of course later on in, in the movie at a different battleground. That guy ends up killing one of the guys in the tr- in the group, right, or in the in the twenty sixth infantry or whatever, right? Like he, he ends up stabbing, and, and as he's like stabbing the guy through the heart, the guy who's getting stabbed is going, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> Which is like, it's not funny that it it probably didn't happen, but like, it's not funny that that happened. But what's funny is that we would have that same <laughs> that same response. <laughs> like I can see myself doing that. Like, no, this isn't real. No, stop, stop, stop. We can stop this. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> okay you win yeah. okay you win <laughs> you win you could be my, i'll be your prisoner whatever do we, we don't have to end it <laughs> yeah so the no 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 play of the game um was that benford interception or, so, god no so it's either the betty boop save of the game or the no 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 dagger to the heart dagger to the heart yeah no 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 betty okay. boop play of the game yeah a play that really saved our asses on that one yeah or the no 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 play of the game, and that's uh, <laughs> that one goes to uh, when Benford had that interception in the first quarter, but then it ended up getting called back for a penalty, a holding penalty on him, and then and then after that, like Terrell Bernard got injured on the same play, and you're just like, holy shit! Like, what else could possibly go wrong for the Bills? Not only did they get the interception, they had a penalty called against them, so the other team, the Chargers, got the first down, and then your middle linebacker who's playing like spectacularly this season ends up going down, you know, with an injury. Luckily, like it didn't end up costing the bills anything. Cam Lewis had a sack on that, but like at the time you're just like, Oh my gosh, like just a series of unfortunate events, man. Yeah. No doubt. So much happened on that one play. No, 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 no. Uh, so I, I post on, on Twitter, like, uh, you know, does anyone have any hot takes? So I'm going to read a few. It's a little bit late for us, so I'm not going to read too many. Um, I'm sure you guys are, if you're listening to this, it's a holiday weekend, so we're all busy going to family members, uh, things or whatever. So um, we're trying to avoid them. But uh, Buffalo Dill writes, Diggs, I ask for hot takes after every game on Twitter. So if you're following us at CTW Pod, please do um, check us out there. Buffalo Dill says, 
Diggs doesn't seem to have that dog in him anymore. I hate to say that, but he takes himself out of the game all the time. Chilling with his helmet off on the sideline and shit. I just need to see one of those good old shake defender off and chest pound in front of him again. Mike, do you think it's more of like a there's an issue with Stefan Diggs? Or like maybe is it just the other teams are trying to scheme him out? Because um, it feels like ever if sometimes it felt like Dorsey was forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs, but now it feels like they're kind of phasing him out a little bit. I don't know if that's a Diggs. I don't know. Thing. Do you have do you have any like inside information? That I don't like. Nothing that I makes was surprised me surprised. I'm on the sidelines a couple times, but th- like in previous weeks, there'd be plays where he was. You would think he had no business going any farther, and they turn into touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, but that's been so long. It feels like since he's had one of those plays. I mean, the first catch of the game that he had today, he looked like he got injured on. Like he got his, his neck kind of twisted back, you know. So maybe that's part of it. I I don't know. I I agree with. I don't have the answer to what Buffalo Dill is saying, but I agree with him. Something's missing. Of course, we said that about, you know, Josh Allen a few weeks ago. We're like, maybe dating a Hollywood starlet is an issue. And then like, you know, he bounces back and he's the same old Josh Allen, right? So um, it could just be a bad stretch. It could be that he doesn't have that dog in him like Buffalo Dill is saying, and that could be an issue. Could be an issue. Yes, Nader says ugly, but every win counts at this point. Absolutely. Who cares? Um, TL Wassup says coaches need to have to get these penalties cleaned up. Yes and no. I think just, you know, sometimes they're just one-sided. But yeah, I mean, some of these penalties are dumb. Holding on the returning team, just stuff like that. Just like, come on. Mike, I know this doesn't, we shouldn't be talking about this in the middle of a win, but I'm done with the special teams coach. Like, I just don't see any positives out of that group. Just enough. Besides the penalties, Deontay Hardy fumbling the ball. Like, the team just seems to be underperforming this, this year on that side of the ball. So like I, I posted on Twitter and people were like, well, we already got rid of the offensive coordinator. You want to get rid of the special teams coach and the defensive coordinator. I'm like, well, you know, maybe keep the defensive coordinator, but special teams coach. I'm not, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the value there. You know? Yeah. I can't disagree. Rich quote of mine writes, we had no film on Easton stick and dude played about as well as he could. They gave us everything and we won a conference game on the road. Some days it be like that. <laughs> I like that, Rich. Some days, hey, Mike, some, t- some days it'd be like that, right? Eric Helwig writes, after having a great game plan on both sides of the ball against the Cowboys, it looked like they had no game plan on either side of the ball against the Chargers. It still feels like there's something wrong internally with this team. Yeah, I went in thinking this was going to be the hottest team going into the playoffs to like, uh, they might get bounced the first round. I think I think any team in the AFC, though, it feels like could get easily get bounced in the first round, so... Miss Molly writes, ugly win, oof, but I noticed some tweaks to pass mistakes. Number one, oh, I like this. She breaks this down. Number one, better clock awareness and greater plan regarding the sitch situation. Number two, squib kick to take time off. Absolutely. Number three, meeting to remind absolutely no PIs that would lose the game. Number four, all DBs and two DBs. It was still crazy, but we won. She uses some emojis in there, so it's hard to kind of translate that, but great points by Miss Molly. I'm glad she broke it down like that. Nerdy Birdie is in. He says, forcing the ball to Diggs is getting old, leading to turnovers, and we need to run the ball more. I thought we had week one Josh for a second there, and we can't afford to have the deep ball. We can't afford to have deep ball hunter Josh. Joshua Holland writes, guys, secure the fucking football. Two fumbles is not acceptable. 
Yeah, no disagreements here. And if you're going to do that, you just got to actually cause some turnovers yourself to make up for them. They got 13 points off of turnovers. So Philip Masterson writes, I like this one a lot. A win is a win in December, regardless of how many heart attacks I had the past hour. That Ed Oliver contract is looking like a steal already. Dude, how many times do the Bills ever sign someone or extension or whatever, and you're like, they're actually playing better? They, like sometimes they're already playing well, so they just continue to play well. But Ed Oliver was playing well, but he's like playing way better than he ever has, it, felt, it feels like. So um, that almost never happens, I'm pretty sure. By the way, I just saw that like, on the sidebar, as I'm looking through all these great tweets, I saw that Von Miller is trending, so I kind of wanted to see what it was. Don't you think the Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver extension got being a lot of flack, but certainly vindication over the past couple of games this season? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It almost feels like, not for nothing, like this whole season, he's played better. Like he's just been more of an impact. Um, and that's even with Daquan Jones out. Yeah, a hundred percent vindicated. Vindicated. I was skeptical of it. I didn't not like it, but I was like, oh well, you know, we hope we can get better. You hope that's just not a ceiling. And he's proven. Like, I mean, this is year five, right? Like, he's he's beyond that. That's that usually doesn't happen. Mike Graham writes: Josh Allen needs to do better on deep balls. Diggs was wide open on that man. You can't miss that. But I'll take the win. Just keep winning. Don't care how they do it. John Donahue writes, at this time of year, survive in advance. Short week, short week, he means short week, flying across the country, etc. Bengals got whipped by Pittsburgh. At least the Bills got the W. That's right. The Bills definitely got some help today by Pittsburgh to knock the Bengals down. Hold on. Let me see where the Bills are in the standings right now as of this game. Honestly, I haven't checked it. The Bills are six, Mike. Dude, I saw on Peacock. They were breaking it down on Peacock like it was election coverage. Crazy. Crazy the Bills are six. Oh, you never told me how you watched it. Did you did you have find a peacock? Yeah, yeah. My sister in law has an account. We've had this for oh, a couple years now. So yeah, we're good. I was good. Just glomming onto her. Yeah, I like to glo- every once in a while. I, I'm a fan of uh, Yeah, when I, when I sent out the bat signal in the chat, like, hey, does anybody have peacock? <laughs> I just complete crickets. <laughs> like, okay. So that that means everyone has it. They're just not able to sh- it or unwilling. Well, what's funny is is John just got it for this game, so he should have been the one to share. Because at least with me, it's like I can't. I don't really feel like it's okay for me to share. If it's not yours. It's not mine. It's not mine. But he just got it for this month. Like he could have like We're three kind or of four. pressing the envelope just with the apple. Yes, yes, with the apple. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sharing it with like three other family members and you. So like, like at any moment, I'm probably going to lose it. So. uh with Peacock, it's the same thing. I'm sure my sister-in-law is hearing Wait, it. Is with... the apple is the apple yours or somebody else? It's mine. It's mine. Okay. Well, what do you care? No, I, I mean, I it's, shared an, it with it's you. awkward if you're sharing somebody else's. That's the the bridge you can't. Cross. Oh yeah, true, exactly. That's why I didn't share my sister-in-law's Peacock account with you. But yeah, but John just <laughs> I, I asked John. I said, hey, do you want to come over and watch the game? Um, I know it's late. You're pretty it, coy about it, though. <laughs> coy about what? Like the Peacock thing. You weren't like, "Hey, I'm totally good." Oh no, no, <laughs> I mean, I have peacock. <laughs> well, I didn't. I felt, I felt braggy. You know, I didn't want to brag, <laughs> humble brag over here. Yeah. Well, I got mine, so I'm good. But you guys, four ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Nate! Look what he's got out four ninety nine. It's smart. It was real smart of them not to do a free trial, though. I'll say that. Mm. 
I mean, you have to backdoor it through Instagram using Chase, but <laughs> I mean, I thought I could just go to peacock.com, sign up for like Fubo. We've all signed up for Fubo like 10 different emails. Yeah, yeah. All my, all the emails I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They haven't figured it out yet for, uh, or they did figure it out for Peacock, those bastards. <laughs> so the Bills are nine and six. They're one of, uh, three nine win teams at this moment. Of course, the Jaguars haven't played, like a lot of teams haven't played yet. Um, this week. So uh, there could be some nine, six teams, you know, after Sunday, uh, let's see the Jaguars, the Colts, the Texans still play. So there could be, yeah, three, three, nine, six teams. Um, so, so yeah, Bill's survive in advance. That's all that matters. Just like, um, just like Don or John Donahue said, right. Alex and her rights. I want more Shakir, a lot more Shakir. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I feel much better about our receiving core after Shakir. Of course, minus Diggs and whatever's going on with Diggs, but Shakir being on the roster helps out a lot, especially if they don't bring Gabe Davis back, which I expect they won't. Andrew Freeman wrote, uh, Josh Allen did not play well in this game. Didn't seem like he took the Chargers very seriously. I really hope he remembers the last New England game next week or we're in for more trouble. That's what scares me the most about this next game, John or, or Mike, is that um, they play the the Patriots, like another not so good team, but we're hoping that they don't play down to their level, right? Like, like this game. Um, I think there's less of a chance. I mean, Belichick does seem to play well against the Bills, um, but that's just recently, and that's just this this season. Usually, the Bills handle the uh, Bradyless Belichick Patriots pretty well. Let's see. Friends on the Bridge writes: We actually won a game in which we beat ourselves. Things are looking up. That's a good point. I like that. Be nice if the Bills not only won their division, they got a in which they would get a home playoff game because of it. That they would need that. It feels like at this point. So I think I'm going to end it on this. Justin Goddard, our buddy over at the Wandering Buffalo, says, "Not a hot take. Just want to let you know the Bills are terrible for heart health. <laughs> the Bills are the opposite of Cheerios." It's <laughs> awesome. Exactly. You know, I was talking in the in the in the. Uh, Twitter space, like, you know, there's a Dolphins fan that came in. I'm like, hey, the Dolphins would have eat, would have absolutely taken a 24-22 win against the Titans just a few weeks ago. Like, that's, like they would have been like, whew, at least we got out of that. Instead, they lost by one point, and now they're fighting for their, you know, the division, which they wouldn't have had to do. So let's hope for a loss against the Cowboys this weekend for the Dolphins, if not next weekend against the Ravens. Um, Mike, is there anything else you want to you wanna add to this episode? I f- feel like we covered a lot. No, it was fun. It's fun. Cool. Thank you guys all for listening. Again, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. If you're driving down the thruway, it is exit 41 off the thruway. You can't miss it. You drive past it. You probably have driven past it. If you haven't noticed it, it's it's right there. So, hey, we're going to do our weekly giveaway real quick. Um, this is for some people that have left us a review on our Circling the Wagons podcast feed, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you leave us a review there or screenshot us one on Spotify or leave it on Apple Podcasts, uh, you are automatically in the winning for the running to win one of our T Public Bill shirts that we have there on the store. We probably have over 250 designs at this point, uh, but we've been doing it so far this season and we're going to continue to do it for all those eligible. Um, just going to read a few uh, recent 
reviews that were left by people. This one's from Aurori Borealis MT. It says, long-time listener, been listening for years, and like this one for the friendly banter. Go Bills. So thank you to Aurori Borealis for that. So the winner for this week's T-shirt, Bill shirt, is Mass Bills. That's Mass Bills. You are the winner of this week's T-shirt, which, by the way, all of our T-shirts are on sale at $16. It's 35% off for the entire store. That's hoodies, T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, mugs, coffee mugs, cell phone cases, uh, whatever you might like. Um, thank you guys for supporting us here. year. You guys have bought um, thousands of shirts from the beginning of this season till now, um, especially during the holiday season. We appreciate the heck out of you guys for doing that. Um, thank you guys all for listening. I appreciate you coming on. Um, hope you guys all have happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy the time with the family. If you if you do enjoy that something, you know, don't get too political or anything, you know, whatever. Um, one of the one of the guys in the Twitter space, Big R in SD, was like, um, "This win saved Christmas for us because <laughs> because it would have been a much more annoying weekend if the Bills had lost and they potentially lost their playoffs." you know, hopes because of that. So yeah, agreed. Agreed. Gotta look at the bright side of it, you know, sometimes. So tis the season. So signing off for Mike. Go Bills. See you next week. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Thank you guys all for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>